Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. We are joined today by Lindsay, and she is a women's business coach, the podcast host of the Purpose and Pixie Dust podcast, which is such an incredible podcast. You should go subscribe right now. She is a high school Spanish teacher, rescue dog mama, and Disney lover. She helps women with productivity and strategy to grow their businesses while also working full-time. I love this. I'm all about productivity, so I know this is going to be a great episode and a great conversation. So thank you so much for being here. You're so welcome, Tara. I am so excited. I have been looking forward to being on your podcast for so long. I always love your interviews, so just excited to share with your audience today. Yay, thank you so much. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about your story, kind of how you got started in this. And then I know we'll have lots of things to talk about, but yeah, I'm curious to hear a little bit more about your background and your story. Yeah, for sure. So like you said, my name is Lindsay Dollinger. I live in Ohio. I am a full-time Spanish teacher still, actually. I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. At first, I thought I wanted to teach little kids. And then when I started taking Spanish in high school, I was like, nope, this is it. I love learning and I'm not a native speaker. So I knew it was something that I would always, it would always challenge me, right? So I would never, you know, there's never every word that you would know. So I did that, loved it. and And I still really do love teaching. I love Spanish. But as like all stories, you know, unfold, my life changed drastically in 2015. My mom passed away from breast cancer and my family is super close. Like. I don't know many people whose families are as close as mine. Like I live with my sister still. My dad lives about 10 miles down the road. I talk to my family every day, you know? So this was really hard when that happened. And it just, there was like a shift in me and the the things that I had been doing didn't light me up anymore. And I, you know, I wasn't really sure what I was missing. So long story short, I actually joined a network marketing team, which I was so anti-network marketing. I still think that there are a lot of pieces of it that I don't I don't love. However, I joined it and I fell in love with it. And I found a community. I found personal development. I found this whole online business world that I didn't know existed really before that. And I didn't know that I could do it, that really anybody could do it. And so I knew though that I didn't want to build my network marketing business the way that is perceived that a lot of people do in a, like a spammy or icky or salesy way that I really wanted to make it my own and do things differently. So I hired a coach, I took programs, I joined different mentorships and watched the YouTube video, you know, all the things to really make it my something that was my own business. And at the same time, I really love traveling. So it was like, okay, I'm going to also start a travel blog. And like, this is going to be part of my you know, my branding. So on that side of things, while I was building my network marketing business as well, and still teaching full time, I was writing about different travels, different places I'd gone, 
I fell into, you know, brand deals and affiliate marketing and like all these different pieces of my business. And so it just all kind of naturally evolved (laughs) over the years. I grew my network marketing business to the top less than 1%. And as I was doing that, I was getting these messages from all my friends and people I didn't even know, like, how did you do this? I never see you selling online. I never see you, you know, cold messaging people. What are you doing differently? And so I started teaching what I was doing, obviously, to my team first at that time. And then I started well, okay, this is what I'm doing. And so I created a planner and tracker first. I created a membership for network marketers and my podcast before I rebranded it to be the Purpose and Pixie Dust podcast was the Social Selling Sisterhood podcast because I just realized that my love of teaching didn't just have to be in the four walls of a traditional classroom. It could also be what I was learning in the online business space and you know, leadership and community development, you know, all of that. So That's just kind of like (laughs) the the little backstory that got me to basically to about 2020. Um, 2020 happened and I really decided to take my foot off of the network marketing pedal, so to speak, and really dive into coaching women in business. And so now I help teacherpreneurs. Um, I have a lot of teacherpreneurs, um, you know, since I'm still in the teaching education field myself, also some network marketers and travel agent, you know, just all different kinds of women with those productivity and systems and things that I built while building my businesses and working full time so that they could do the same. So I know that's like the long, the long version, but yeah, that's how I got to to doing all the stuff that I do now. I love that because I feel like so many times, especially in the, I feel like the, the B2B, the business to business space, there's a lot of talk about like, you know, you have to do your business full time and There's not a lot of talk about the people who, you know, they have a full-time job already that they love and they don't want to leave it, but they still have like this drive to create their own business too, but they don't have like this, what's the big messaging, like million dollar business and all this. They just, they want a business, but they still, they want to keep their job and there's nothing wrong with that. So I love that you really focus in on, on those people as well, who are also doing a full-time job and doing like, I don't know how people do it. I'm like, you know, people say that that I'm like, I get so much done and I'm so productive and I'm like, I don't have kids. I don't have a, like I have coached and worked with people who have had either still a part-time job or a full-time job or a mom of two littles. And I'm like, you're amazing to me. Like, I don't know how you do it. Yeah. To be fair, I don't have children either. I do have a dog who is very, very needy. Um, So I do think like there is definitely something to be said or if you were trying to do all this, plus you have children. But at the same time, like I fill those spaces with different responsibilities. So I know it's not exactly apples to apples, but you know, we all have, quote unquote, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but it does look a little bit different for sure. So I make sure to let people know that like Mm -hmm. you don't have to exactly, you know, do all this stuff. But I I do think that message was really important for me and still is for me to get out because I know when I first started, um, especially business coaching, I felt very much, and this could just have been, you know, my, my perception, but I felt very much like people didn't take me seriously because I wasn't doing it full time. Like, oh, well, she must not know what she's talking about or must not be a good coach or mentor because otherwise she would be doing it full time. And like, this is simply not the case. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay for people to have multi-passions and multiple passions 
And you never know too why people are still in their nine to five. It could be for insurance. It could be because they've paid in so much already in retirement. You know, like there's lots of reasons, or it could be just that they really love it and they they crave that structure. I know I I share a lot that I feel like I almost get more done in my business during the school year because I have a smaller period of time. So I'm like almost forced to focus more because months in the summer, it can be tricky. And then I'm like, guys, I don't know how y'all do it when you're just <laughs> doing your business and not work, you know, not having some a little bit of structure. So I think it can go both ways for sure. Yeah, that's, that's so true. That's funny that you said that. Cause I'm like, like flexibility and freedom are important to me, but some days when I'm like, I, it can make me fall into like a slump. Like, I just don't want to do anything this week. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially when you like, quote unquote, don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. so it's different when you're like, okay, I got three hours, let's go. <laughs> let's yeah. get it all done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. <laughs> so what are some of your like, biggest productivity tips when it comes to any anyone like, what what are the first things that somebody should think about when they're, they're like, you know, if they come to you and they're like, I want to be more productive, I feel like I'm not getting enough things done. I have all these ideas. And I just yeah. You know, can't move forward. Yeah. I think there's a few things. So the first thing that I like to do, and this is an exercise that when my coach had me do it a few years ago, was very eye-opening, is just doing a simple time audit, really tracking exactly what you were doing in a work day. Or if you can do it for longer than a day, a couple of days, or even a week, even better, but almost like a little journal, or you could print it out and jot it down. But Doing that to see where your your gaps are and what you are filling them with in the day, because I think a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't have time to, you know, work my business an hour or work out a half an hour X Y Z. But did you just scroll social media six times today for fifteen minutes and not even realize that you were doing it? Because I mean, I know I'm guilty of that all the time. Or like before bed last night, for example. <laughs> I have been in a really great habit of reading before I go to bed the last night. And I know what I'm doing when I do it, but I clicked on TikTok and I should not have done it. And then I'm sending like my sister, all these dog memes, like all these dog, (laughs) um, you know, funny TikTok videos for like a half an hour. And I look down, I'm like, oh my gosh, now I don't have time to read my book or I'm not going to get enough sleep, you know? So that awareness, and I think that awareness piece overall arching um, for a theme and productivity is huge because being aware not only where your time is going, but also when your energy is highest during the day. So especially for like an introvert or I don't know, do you know your human design by any chance? What human design type you are? I do, but not off the, I always forget it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm a projector, which I feel goes super well with me being an introvert. But basically for a projector, um, you work small periods of time and then you need quote unquote rest. So the rest has been tricky for me to figure out because I'm like, go, go, go all the time, right? Because I'm doing all these things. But for example, tonight, I have realized I can't book things back to back as far as like podcast interviews or training or something like that, or one-on-ones, even with clients, because my energy for that second and third and fourth person is just not equal. So earlier today, about three hours ago, I I had another interview that I was on and then I like ate dinner. I scheduled in a workout. I literally just got done with my workout, went and changed it and hopped on this call. But I did that intentionally because I knew that I needed that break to clear my mind, clear my energy, everything so that I could show up 110% for our interview tonight. So, you know, planning strategically throughout the day 
planning, you know, your little breaks in there, making sure that you are also making sure to plan the things that are your personal life, your workout, all of that stuff first, and then putting in your business because I have done it the other way around before. And that led me really quickly to burnout, to not being healthy, to, you know, for me moving my body, whether it's even just going out for a walk, just (laughs) makes me feel 110 times better. So again, it, you know, stabilizes my energy, yada, yada. So planning your day when you sit down to plan it. And I like to sit down like on a Sunday morning and plan my week out. I do the same thing. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the perfect time. It's like quiet and it doesn't have to be, I've done like the hourly time blocking and I still do that sometimes more or less loosely, but just like three tasks that, you know, you're going to get done in the evenings after you get home from work or, you know, whatever through your day and making sure that when you're looking at it from like a 30,000 foot view, it feels really good to you (laughs) because if it doesn't, you're going to be dreading it. Like I said, your energy is going to be weird when you show up to everything. You're going to resent it. You're going to be hoping that the person doesn't show up. <laughs> We've all been there, right? When we're like, oh, I don't want to get on the Zoom call. Maybe they won't have on. So that's a huge tip as far as like planning your week, planning your schedule. The second thing is know what you are going to work on when you sit down to work on it. So don't just have like your time blocked off and then you sit down at your computer and you're like, okay, what should I do today? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then you like start opening up and you start doing all like the fun stuff, but you're not necessarily doing the things that are moving your business forward. So having a really clear list of, okay, these are income producing activities, or these are things that I need to do for my upcoming workshop, podcast, summit, email, yada, yada, you know, whatever it has to be. And some things, you know, you can create templates for. So I create a template for anything that I can. So I have like five different email templates saved in my email um, processor that then I can just pull them up and it's almost like plug and play. And I can play around, but I know that I want at the bottom, like my freebie and my latest podcast, different things linked. And so I don't have to redo those things every time. So what are the things that you can systematize in your business or really streamline in your business by creating those things like templates or, you know, Calendly links, which sounds so simple, but I still know people who are emailing back and forth to figure out times to get together on a podcast. And I'm like, girlfriend, no, (laughs) like we get to set up a Calendly link or a tidy cow or whatever you decide to use to make these things really easy and automated for you. Because I know like when I get off of a podcast interview, it automatically sends out through my calendar, like a thank you for your time. And I'll let you know when your podcast airs, yada, yada. And then if the guest responds to me and they're like, this was so great. I'm always like, yes, thank you, Pat Lindsay for setting this up. Like pat on the (laughs) back because that's, you know, that would have taken me another five minutes to do, but those little five minute increments add up over time. So where can you cut corners by creating those systems? And if you're not good at figuring that out for your business, because sometimes we're not, you know, that might be a time where you hire it out to an OBM or a VA or ask your coach or mentor, like, hey, can you look at my processes, my systems? This is what I do in a day. Where can I start streamlining this and making this easier? If that's not exactly your forte yet, because I guarantee that there is something that you could be adding right now (laughs) that's going to save you time and energy in the long run. Yeah. And even, even if you are good at that, like just getting a second set of eyes, Yeah, I feel like sometimes we're so close to all of our tasks and our business that sometimes we're just too in the weeds with it. So we can't yeah. actually see like, oh, this is something 
that could be automated or a process created or a template created for this. Absolutely. And on that, when you said in the weeds that made me think of this, something that I tend to forget, especially when I get back to the like back to school grind is spending time working in my business versus on it. So what I mean by that is planning almost like a CEO day or CEO time where you can ideate and think ahead and start planning out your next quarter, your next year, and take all these ideas that you most likely have as a creative and see, okay, where can I start fitting these in my business and what gets to go in my parking lot for later and have a document or have like, I have a card in my Trello board for my parking lot and it's just a bunch of ideas. And so anytime I have an idea, I go in there and I I write it down so that I don't keep like thinking about it and like brewing on it. And then when it, when I do have some time dedicated to sit down and really start like dreaming big with my business, I can pull that up and start looking at it then. But I don't let those things distract me from like the focus right now. I love that. Yeah, I actually just recorded a podcast interview with Ashley Kang and we went into CEO day. So I love that you shared that. Like she totally inspired me to, I am actually booking, I'm going to book a hotel room and go do like a CEO day away, like get a break from my my dogs, (laughs) like just shut out everything and Mm -hmm. just plan and map things out. And I'm super excited about it. Oh, that's going to be so good. I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, even that change of atmosphere for productivity too. Like I've told one of my clients, she was working at home and she's like, I'm getting distracted or like, I just am not excited. I'm like, go to Panera, go to your local coffee shop and just see what happens. And then a couple of weeks later, we talked again and she was like, oh my gosh, this is my new favorite Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) Yeah, because she was letting, um, she has a teenage daughter and she was like, well, I don't know what my daughter will do. And I'm like, bring her with you. Like, She'll like coffee shop vibe. Like she'll probably feel really cool sitting there with her mom at the coffee shop doing some work. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, yeah, she really loves it. So, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Give stuff a try. You know, go to a new environment if you need to. But all of those things can definitely help because you you want to feel excited. You want that energy to be good when you're showing up to work your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. And I love what you said about like planning your week on Sundays because I do the same thing. I'm like, let's look at the week ahead move things around so that I can like batch things or um, Mm -hmm. make sure that one day doesn't look too heavy because that will just throw me off. But I've, I really noticed like the weeks that I didn't do that on Sunday, I just felt like I was a mess. (laughs) Like my productivity was so much lower. Yep. Like, I feel like I'm grasping at straws or like I let things slip or I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally unprepared. I have an interview tomorrow and I haven't sent them the link yet. Like things like that. If I don't sit down and just like, and it doesn't even take that long, like 20 minutes, you know, half an hour, if you're really like doing something with it. But, um, I also like to do it with my month ahead. I do that like the last week of the previous month. So like I just did that a couple of weeks ago for the month we're in and when I did that, I actually was like, oh my gosh, I have stuff every single night in September. So because of that, and just knowing me and knowing, like I said, I need those periods of like rest or like downtime. I went immediately into my Calendly and like blocked out dates for October. Cause I was like, I cannot do this like this. Like I cannot be showing up like this. So I think that's another important thing. Like that 30,000 foot view, like pull up your iCal or whatever calendar you use and just take a quick glance. Like, 
are you allowing yourself those nights to to breathe a little bit? Because again, we don't want that burnout. And that's so easy to do if you have stuff playing back to back nonstop all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, oh my gosh, I do the same. I, I have my Google calendar connected to TidyCal, which is where everyone books. And so I can go in on my phone and just open up my Google calendar and be like, oh, next week looks a little heavy. I'm just going to put out of office on like Mm -hmm. some days so nobody else can book. Yeah. Yeah. Because if not, I mean, yeah, you can power through. And there are definitely times where I'm like, okay, you know, well, like this entire month, I'm doing that pretty much. (laughs) But I also, you know, that's why I made sure right before our call, I'm like, okay, I got to jump on the bike really quick because if not, like I need to get this energy out from, you know, from the day. So it's that self-awareness piece for sure too. Some people can power through like that all the time, but I just know like for me, it's not it's not going to work yeah. out so great. For most introverts, I feel like just because that's mm-hmm. not like calls and, and one-to-one or being on camera, like that's not really how we get energy. It's how we right. use up energy. So yeah, it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I never thought about that before with the introvert side of things. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because I was just like, like putting it to my human design. But yeah, you're so right with the introvert with using your energy that way. Yeah, it's, it's so fun. And I, one other thing I had to do was call length. <laughs> I started to find oh. that 60 minutes for a coaching call. Mm-hmm. I was like, I start to get like dragged out at the end of it. And I, so I put, I changed them to 45 minutes and that feels so much better. I love that. And also having break in between buffer time um, and only like X number per day can be booked, like setting those things in place. It was totally necessary for me because there was a while there where it it just felt like a lot of energy was being burned. And then I didn't Mm -hmm. have any left to actually do work on my business or in my business at all. Right, right. And not even for your business, but for other people, right? Like Mm -hmm. I definitely have been guilty. And even for teaching, like the end of the day teaching when you've been on for students all day, and then I will come home and get on a coaching call. I'm like, there is literally nothing in the tank. And then I might go to dinner with my family. And I'm like, I don't want to talk. I can't do this. But yeah, it's so funny. You said that about the number per day, because I used to have like unlimited, like however many spots there were. And then it went down to four and then it went down to three. And then I just changed it to two. And then last night I was like, maybe I'll just make it one. <laughs> maybe I'll just do one per day. And I think energy wise, that would be the best. But I love yeah. that changing it to 45 because that's, that's a good hack too. Yeah. And I, I love um, one thing I figured out with that. I love how you put it down, like in increments, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the number per day, like one thing, and it depends on like your tech too, because I know with Tidy Cal, I had this issue where you could limit the number of spots per day, but it went like on a per like booking type basis. So I was like, so somebody could book two podcast interviews, two 45 minute one-on-one calls, two like coffee chats, like then I'd have six. So that's how, that's why I really had to start going in and like, this day is looking a little heavy out of office on my calendar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm pretty sure I was able to do it by my availability calendar, which was really nice. But also another thing though that I did was podcasts are just on Tuesdays for me. I moved my coaching just to Wednesdays 
And then like Thursdays, I just, so that might be why too. Maybe it was the right time for me. And Thursdays is like, you know, coffee chats or whatever. So when I put two per day, it literally is only mm-hmm. because podcasts are the only thing that can be scheduled on Tuesdays. Oh, that's a good, I might, I might do that, do it that way. Cause I know right now it's like all of my booking types, they're open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I block out Mondays and Fridays. Cause I'm like, I don't, I know starting my yeah. week off with a bunch of calls on Monday, it just, it drags me yeah. for the whole week. And then usually Friday is I try to take like a mini CEO day where I'm like just focused in on my business. But then I started to feel, see like, okay, with three days per week, usually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday can get pretty filled up pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah if I do it that way, where it's like one-to-ones are Tuesdays, podcast interviews. Yeah, I like that. It It's worked really well for me. I was nervous about it at first because before when I had it and I had like my availability kind of all over, people would be like, well, this doesn't work. And does this work? And this work? And this work already with my podcast? So it was like, oh man, when I just go to Tuesdays, people are going to be complaining. And I have had two people have scheduling issues and it's just because they were in Australia and the way my times are, it just didn't like line up. So we, we figured that out via email, but I haven't had anyone say anything. And I was shocked. Now for my one-on-one clients, there was about a month when I transitioned from being able to do it on different days, which is just Wednesdays where some people already had like conflicts. So I was like, okay, I'll do like a Thursday this month, but please know moving forward, like Wednesdays are my, my call times and everyone's been fine. So mm-hmm. it's been really great energy wise. I think for me too, just knowing like that's that's what's going to happen on those days. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I think we worry about making those changes sometimes because yeah. we're like, oh, people are going to be upset or like, it's not going to work. And people are understanding like, If you set boundaries and implement them and stick to them, like, you know, if, you know, somebody in Australia, probably I would have to work something out anyway. So keeping it to one day, it's, it's really, and it's also for the person's benefit, like to make sure that we're showing up with the right energy and are able to be on and not like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cause we've all, I mean, we all have been in that the situation either as the coach or as the client even like I know I've showed up at coaching calls and been like oh my god I don't even have the mood you know for this I know like oh I'm not prepared for this and it's just yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they keep asking questions and you're like I don't know (laughs) (laughs) yes for sure yeah and I think I was just so in my head and then I looked around and I'm like you know what I see other people doing it and I'm not emailing them like okay Tuesdays don't work for me like I'm finding a Tuesday that works for me right so I'm like I can do this too and so I'm really glad I made that that decision to give it a try. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. We and and the thing is like with our own businesses, like we're we can set our own availability. Like we we yep. make our own rules. We I think a lot of times especially with social media, I find that we we think that people want us to be like on and available 24/7 and that's not the case. Like nobody is available 24/7. It's just like what we tell ourselves, I think. Yeah. That was one of the lessons that I learned from one of my top leaders in network marketing when I was big in that, because I was trying to be on all the time and answer my teammates questions all the time and do this. And she was like, Lindsay, the only thing that you are doing is showing them that if they become a leader, like you are, they have to answer people's questions 24 seven, and they have to be on all the time. And they, and, 
they're not going to want to build a team then. Like they're not going to want to be leaders. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes total sense. Because Mm -hmm. if I had seen like the people that I was looking up to having to work 24 seven and, you know, do all these things, I wouldn't have wanted to do it either. So I'm like, be the model and show up for, you know, your clients and people on social to show them that it's okay to to do that too and have those boundaries. I think that's really huge. Mm, that's a really good point. Yeah. And I'm I'm going back to like when I first started as a virtual assistant and services, I really had to like, because I'm naturally a people pleaser too. So boundaries were always hard for me at first to set. Yeah. And I, I really I didn't have problems setting them. It was like sticking to them, but I started to realize, you know, if you get a client that's like emailing you at 7 p.m. on a Friday and you respond right away or you're like, oh, this will only take like 20 minutes. I'll just go in and do it. You kind of train people that that's what they should expect every Friday at 7 p.m. or Saturday if they message you. So being firm on like I, I started to get to the point where I was like, okay, I need to just not reply maybe I am still working, but I'm not doing client work right now. And I need to stick to that. Otherwise, people are going to expect that. Well, not only expecting it, but you know, my hope is eventually that my clients aren't working with me anymore as a business coach, that they have either moved on, that they have surpassed my ability, you know, all those things, and that they're making these decisions really for themselves. And like, I don't want you to be dependent on my response to you on whether you should post XYZ or do XYZ for your business. Like, my job is to help empower you to make those decisions yourself. So Mm -hmm. um, I had a similar situation recently. I was out of town on a trip that I was posting all about on social media. Um, One of my clients sent me a message wanting some feedback on something and it took everything in my power. I read it because it was a Facebook message and I wanted to respond and I'm like, nope, I'm going to wait until Monday morning (laughs) when I am back home and I will respond then. Um, And in that meantime, she made the decisions. She posted it. She did all the things. And then, you know, when I responded on Monday, I'm like, it looks so great. Like, yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to, you know, we don't want to to create that crutch for people either, where they don't feel comfortable being that leader and showing up and doing those things. We want to empower them. So it's a good thing for both sides. If we, if we hold ourselves to those boundaries that we have created too. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point too, for more of like a collaborative relationship. I love that. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So what are some tips? I want to talk specifically about like people who do have a full-time job and are maybe in the building stages and they're maybe struggling with the balance between the two. Yeah. So one thing that I, this goes back to that energy and self-awareness piece again, but I like to view everything in my business, even in my life, in in the lens of a season. So figuring out, is this a season where I'm launching, I'm going all in, I'm doing something really big in my business? Is this a season where I'm maintaining? Or is this a season where I'm allowing myself to you know take my foot off the brake just a little bit because I have stuff in my personal life or my full-time job going on? So I like to use the example of uh, last fall, I was training for a marathon, um, which was which is like a whole another story. Um, but I was training for this marathon. And before I started training, I, I really kind of had this like illusion, I think of what this was actually going to entail. And so I was like, I'm going to launch my my first mastermind, you know, this October. And then I quickly realized that one whole weekend day was me running 
Um, and then the next day was basically me recovering <laughs> from my run. <laughs> so my business, I did not launch anything in the fall. I was like, this is not the time or a place for that. Could I have done it? Yes. Would I have been up until two or three in the morning? Would I have been living my best life? Absolutely not. So, you know, knowing those seasons, because you're going to have them in your life, you're going to have those times where your family, there's something big going on or with you or your job. And, you know, you might only have an hour a day to work your business or, or not even that. And that's totally fine. So to giving yourself that grace, I think is really important. But for those tips, when you're actually, you know, diving in, you're like all the things planning, like we already mentioned that planning ahead, I like to backward plan out. So ideally, I would look at an entire year, like what would I like to accomplish in a year? Divide that by the quarters. So every three months, what would I like to accomplish? Then divide that down per month. What would I like to do each month? And then by week. And if I sit down and spend a couple of hours looking at that, every so often I like to re-look at that. That's one thing that I actually include in a program that I run, mostly for my behalf, but also for the other people's behalf too, because it's that time for me to go back and reflect and replan that. And so that way, you know exactly every week or every month what your focus is. I do think that depending on what your business is, you know, your content that you're creating is going to be super important. The connections that you are creating are super important. And then just being consistent. So I call it like my three C's. So content, connections, consistency, and having a plan for that. So consistency could look like working an hour a day, you know, like a co-working time. Maybe you can find an accountability buddy someone in a membership or coaching container, or heck, just your your friend, your biz bestie, you know, that you've met online um, to hold yourself accountable if you want that. Some people don't need it. Some people really want it. So that consistency, where are you going to work? When are you going to work? Scheduling that in and getting that done. Creating connections. So where are you going to meet people? Where are you going to meet your ideal clients? Is that going to be online? Is it going to be in networking groups? Is it going to be by being a podcast guest? Is it going to be through Summit? And really brainstorming where your ideal client is hanging out, where you can find them. And then the last one is your content. So how are you going to show up for your people? Is that going to look like a weekly email, a monthly email? Are you going to consistently post three posts on Instagram or a Facebook group? It doesn't really matter, in my opinion, where you're doing this, as long as you are being consistent and you are talking to the right person and you're putting out quality content. So, you know, some people love Instagram, Instagram is their platform. Great. Some people build on Facebook, fabulous TikTok, you know, wherever you go, be consistent, go all in and, you know, give yourself 90 days, six months to, to do this, to do your pattern and repeat and, and see what happens and readjust along the way. But don't let yourself get too distracted with the, you know, the free workshops and, the membership over here and the membership over here, pick, you know, a couple of people that you look up to that are mentors or coaches. This can be paid or this could be not, you know, before I jumped into paid coaching, I listened to podcasts on my drive to and from work. So I like used my time wisely and I would listen to the podcast then, or I listen to podcasts in the shower when I'm getting ready. And I'm just constantly like learning and, you know, filling my head with those things. But then I created action. So there's one thing to learn and I am all about learning. I love learning, but you have to do something with what you're learning. So schedule that time in to implement what you're learning. And what was I going to say about the connections? 
I should have just said it when I was thinking of it and I said I would come back to it, but <laughs> the connection, <laughs> connections, content, consistency, those three things, doing them on the regular. And again, tweaking, figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And just know that you can do it. There are other people who have done it. That's what I always tell myself. There are other people who have done this. You can do this too. There's nothing stopping you from, from doing this and from, you know, remembering your why, like from helping other women achieve the same thing that you want to achieve. So on your big girl panties, Lindsay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love what you said about implementing and not just learning because as a multi-passionate, I'm like, I'm all, I'm obsessed with learning and signing up for freebies and going to all these things. Like I want to just consume and learn everything. And it's so hard to, (laughs) to resist that urge. Like I have hundreds and hundreds of courses and things I've signed up for listed in Notion. At least they're somewhere safe. Yeah, um, that's yep. that's kind of what I try to do right now every Friday is go back into one of them and go through it and then actually implement it. Love that. I looked at my my accounting from last year and I spent like one third of all of my revenue on education and training and learning. Oh, I believe that. Yeah. hundred <laughs> like percent. It's, Mine, it's so be easy to do. It is. Yeah. And I go through almost like phases where I'm being really good. Like I'm not signing up for all the things because I'm like, no, I'm hundred percent focused on this, like one mastermind that I'm in right now. And then I find myself <laughs> trickling <laughs> back into my old ways. And I've got to be like, no, Lindsay, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me, I know I would listen to some of those trainings and it would be the end of the night. And I would be like, well, I worked my business today. (laughs) And then you're like, except I didn't, I didn't do anything for my business Mm -hmm. today. Right. So I would even encourage if, especially if you're um, like breaking up your time, your work time, and you're not doing theme days to say for every like minute that you listen to a training to spend two minutes, implementing something from the training or doing some sort of action that usually that rule kind of helped me put a stop on like, okay, I can't listen to any more than like half an hour tonight. Cause I only have an hour and a half to do stuff. So if you're disciplined enough to do that, to follow that strategy, <laughs> that might be one thing that you could give a try. I love that. Yeah. I know so many people um, listening are probably in the same boat when it comes to learning or like over consuming. Mm-hmm. It can be hard, a hard habit to break, but yeah, yeah it, it, the implementation piece is really like, you can learn everything, but if you don't actually use it or put yeah. it to use in your business, is it really doing you any kind of benefit? At least mm-hmm. not right now. So yeah, yeah, I love that. Awesome. Well, this was so amazing. I could chat with you about this forever. You're like so amazing the way you talk about productivity and like make it really simple and easy for people to, I I think there's going to be so many takeaways from this episode, which is fantastic. So we are going to have all of your links and podcasts. Definitely go check out Lindsay's podcast. And we're going to have, you have a lot of good freebies. So we just talked about not consuming. So go grab a freebie. (laughs) Yes. Pick one, anyone. (laughs) Yes. But actually implement, use it because they look amazing. And I just love your website too. I love how you incorporate the Disney love into your branding and everything. Like it's, it's so awesome. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, I was nervous about adding that in and I actually had a coach who was like, don't do it. 
she was like, why would you like rebrand? Like you have such a good thing going for you. And I was like, yeah, maybe you're right. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm doing it. This is so much more me. And I've enjoyed my business so much more. So trust your gut with your business, friend. (laughs) But thank you so much, Tara. I really appreciate it. This is really fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at thetarareed.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.